Hello, and welcome to Tech, the Olympus NDT podcast. My name is Emily Peloquin, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is all about NDT and about the incredible people that work in our industry. I've been in this industry for just over a decade now, and I'm still amazed by the incredible people that I get to work with and how tightly connected this community is. On this show, have the chance to welcome experts from the field to chat about everything and anything, from challenging applications to new trends and even tips and tricks on how to improve your NDT game. I hope you'll enjoy the unique insight that our guests are sharing with us and that it will inspire others to also want to help in making this world a safer place. On today's show, I have two guests, John Jennings and Oleg Wolf from Edison Welding Institute, also known as EWI. John and Oleg share with us a new project they are starting, an NDT consortium, or Collaboration Center, if you may, which will help speed up innovation in our NDT field. John and Oleg both have tremendous expertise in welding and NDT that equates to about 60 years of experience combined. So without further ado, let's hear more about their project. John and Oleg, so I have two guests today. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Great to be here. So, you know, everyone in NDT have, I found, very different backgrounds. And I always like to ask my guests, especially now that I have two, <laughs> how, how did you uh, find about NDT or how did NDT find you? Um, John, maybe you want to you wanna start? Sure. Well, first of all, I'm a, a long-timer here at DWI. I've been here almost 28 years. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, you know, ZWI predominantly deals with welding engineering and things like structural integrity. Uh, you know, when we help people figure out how to make things, we're also figuring out whether or not those things are holding together. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've been dealing with uh, NDT in different industries for uh, uh, almost three decades. Um, I have to say my, my funniest uh, inspection story wasn't necessarily a uh, NDT thing. In fact, it would have been a good example of an NDT application. There was a uh, small automotive uh, supplier that uh, they called us in a panic saying that their quality of their night shift was just falling apart. And um, so I went, we went up there and we talked to them and it turns out they had a uh, little system where they would you know, put a uh, part in a uh, destructive test. And during the day they had a little farmer's wife that would pull on it and she, she couldn't break it. So it was good. In the evening they had this basically bodybuilder come in and he thought his job was to break things. <laughs> they had this panic going on because they had this huge quality problem. So that was an example. My first example, this is not a good NDT. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good example of what right. not to do. And it, it's it's easy to go uh, to improve from there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no yeah. way. Oh, wow. Okay. And and so and then after that, uh, I guess being at EWI, you found out a bit more about destructive and non-destructive methods? Yeah, absolutely. We, we've... We've gotten a chance to work on all sorts of different types of uh, NDT methods, uh, you know, from traditional ultrasonics to uh, eddy current, uh, different applications, um, to uh, even like laser-based inspection systems. And so we take a really broad view of uh, NDT uh, here at DWI. It's pretty fun, actually. Very neat. 
How about you, Oleg? How did the NDT find you? Well, it's a little different story. And uh, when I'm talking about marriage, I always mention that you can run from your fate, but you cannot run away. So <laughs> that's what happens with me in NDE. So I had uh, three times I tried to run away from NDE, but uh, it's, uh, it caught me. So university that I graduated uh, was supported by railroad industry and railroad industry promote own disciplines and um, uh, then was introduction of ultrasound and other NDT method. And after that I tried different passes but end up to work for the company who made um, flow detectors and uh, as electrical engineer I start to do electronic circuits for flow detectors and the more and more uh, UT knowledge start to uh, be around me. So that's the second, uh, I guess, time when ND or UT caught me. And um, my first job in North America was related to automated inspection technology, again, uh, by knowing, knowing ultrasound and electronics. Uh, I was right candidate for this uh, company and since then I'm uh, more on NDE side than an electronic side and uh, all around automated inspection technology for my life and NDE. That's great. I'm, I'm glad it found you back. Uh, I'm glad it's not letting go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So you're, you're both currently working uh, uh, for EWI and so uh, Edison Welding Institute. For the listeners who don't necessarily know about your company or what, uh, what EWI is doing, can you um, shed some light on, on what uh, EWI does? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, EWI is an uh, advanced engineering company um, based in Columbus, Ohio, though we've got other facilities uh, in Buffalo, New York and uh, other areas. Um, what we do is we help uh, customers or clients uh, identify what their options are. Most of the time when our clients are coming to us, it's because they've not been able to find a technical solution to uh, their challenge. And it could be an inspection issue, it could be a welding issue or forming or additive manufacturing. And so they come to us and say, hey, we've got to make this part or we've got to figure out how to, to do the, you know, whatever, fill in the blanks. So we can help them identify what their options are as far as uh, process. And then uh, because we have all sorts of smart people like Oleg and, and different engineers uh, throughout our company, and we've got uh, laboratories where we've got uh, you know over uh, $40 million worth of equipment in it, we can actually develop uh, the technology for them as well. So we go through full feasibility through uh, you know, process development and then even implement it, you know. So there we're usually working with the client and the equipment uh, manufacturer, uh, but we can be their engineering resource all the way through the process. Um, that's predominantly we do uh, at EWI. Yeah, see, it's, it's like uh, external R&D for some companies or, uh, yeah, problem solvers, really. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's great. So on April 6, uh, 2021, uh, you guys provided a virtual information session to introduce um, a new NDT consortium that uh, EWI wants to uh, to start. And so that's that's mainly, you know, that's how basically uh, we, we started this conversation also on having you on the podcast and so on. So for, for those who missed this uh, introduction session, can you tell us about the project, this new in initiative and uh, what it's about and um, what it's trying to solve for? 
Absolutely, sure. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about the uh, the, the way consortia's operate in DBI, and then uh, then this one in particular, and then I'll let Oleg fill in on the specific technical details. Um, since my role is looking after the business side of things, and uh, Oleg's role is uh, looking after the technical side, but uh, so this this would actually be our fourth consortia that we uh, would be operating in DWI. We've got uh, uh, one that we started uh, many years ago in an additive manufacturing called our Additive Manufacturing Consortia, and then we've got a uh, oil and gas consortia, which is just looking kind of all things oil and gas, and. Um, and then we have a uh, forming uh, sheet metal forming consortium, and so this would be the fourth one. Um, and really, what this one, this consortium is going to look at is advanced technologies, uh, really pre-competitive uh, issues in NDT. And just like our uh, other consortia, the way this works is we have uh, companies pay to join the consortium, and then those companies um, have a couple, a really big role besides paying to fund the projects. The big part of it is also helping us identify industry gaps, technical gaps that need to be uh, you know, overcome. And um, they also vote on the programs. We don't really have a vote on these. You know, once once the members join and they're, they're paying part of it, they vote on it. They decide what projects we're going to work on. The other big thing is, and it's real uh, fun to watch, is they give a lot of really good advice and input during the projects. So they keep it, you know, really industry directed um, as opposed to uh, kind of going off into the weeds and say, hey, that that's great, but that doesn't work in industry. So let's kind of redirect the program this way or that way. Mm -hmm. and, um, we found the model to be real successful, frankly, uh, with the other consortia. Um, th and the other thing that's really great, um, sometimes it takes a little while to get started, but once a consortia gets going and the people get to know each other, you really get a good sense of community where people are uh, being open and honest and sharing about what the challenges are that they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that's really, we really like the idea of being a uh, open platform for uh, people throughout the technical community. So in this case, you know, people in different uh, NDE parts of the community uh, getting together and talking about challenges and things that they're working on, so. Right to push to push the evolution or the uh, innovation forward in the in the field as a general rule. Absolutely, like yeah. yeah. And um, I would like to call it more as a collaboration center. Um, initial name was a technology and training collaboration center because the this is bring the value when the people talk to each other and collaborate on the project. That's absolutely way to go forward and. Uh, uh, develop new technique, new technology, new approaches, and so on. So that's how um, I can see it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and that's that's definitely the value. And we're such a, a small industry, it would be a, a waste of everybody's effort if we don't try to um, to collaborate a bit more sometimes to uh, to solve bigger challenges. So on the, I guess, on the technical side of things, are we looking at all kinds of technologies? Is there more, some in particular that um, uh, have been have been raised for this one? Or uh, yeah, on, on the technical side, what, uh, what do you see or what are your hopes there? Yeah, my expertise is advanced ultrasonic methods, but EWI uh, filled up with technology, including eddy current and thermography and um, advanced uh, computer tomography. So we offer all range of NDT technology, including service as well and feasibility studies. 
and uh, we could uh, participate in any projects related to NDT industry. Um, for uh, areas where we don't have in-house expertise, for example, as um, laser, in, laser UT or, for example, microwave, we have a great support from um, other third-party uh, companies who are willing to collaborate with us on this, and um, we can definitely um, involve them on uh, other NDT methods outside of uh, um, typical or uh, standard NDT method. So, but um, I guess because advanced UT is my expertise, that's that we promoting more, but the room for all other methods. I see, I see. And so, as we mentioned a little bit earlier too, Obviously, welding is one big area of expertise. It's it's in the name <laughs> of uh, Edison Welding Institute. But uh, um, there's you know joining being part of that as well. You mentioned a little bit also on additive uh, manufacturing, which I know it's a pretty hot topic right now. Is there any other area of uh, expertise, or or if you want to talk more about one uh, one of uh, of these areas uh, in particular for that uh, EWI supports? I'll jump in quickly on the additive side, and then Ola can talk about uh, things that we're doing in inspection and additive. But uh, absolutely, EWI has uh, probably the largest uh, and most diverse NDE capability or NDE additive capabilities in uh, North America. Um, you know, we go from traditional, if you can call additive traditional, uh, processes like uh, powder bed uh, fusion through. Uh, we're building one of the largest uh, uh, full-scale ARC DED. Uh, systems in North America here at EWI. And what, and so, what is it for, for, for those like me who are not yet <laughs> very... Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, in fact, I'll put it in layman's terms. Uh, 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 arc DED process is really where we're taking a uh, arc uh, welding machine, so a MIG welding machine, mm -hmm. and we've got it connected to a robot, and we're doing you know CAD build to print uh, just oh. like you would with another additive process. Um, but because it's a arc process, we can build very, very large components. Um, That's amazing. That's amazing yeah, to so think that we can really print. We can print metal, basically. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So we've got a lot of process expertise, and that that's also one of the things that kind of makes EWI unique. Is that you know we've got materials engineers, which is really critical in additive, and then we've got process expertise. And then now bringing it together with uh, folks like Oleg and his team in the NDE is really where uh, I think we bring it all together. That's very neat. And so uh, how do you typically uh, inspect for those, uh, Alex? So additive manufacturing, I don't, well, I'm sure we'll see more and more in, in the future in the field. So the in-service part might be not yet really um, solved for, I would think, but on the manufacturing process to inspect, you know, I'm, I'm guessing there's some flaws sometimes uh, that can occur in the, let's say, printing process where there'll be missing or gaps or um, voids, uh, I'm guessing, in the material. So how, how currently do you uh, inspect for that? Um, so we have a number of techniques for additive manufacturing inspection and because uh, additive manufacturing consortium is part of a EWI uh, management uh, approach, so we, uh, NDT is involved in uh, additive manufacturing uh, activities uh, very much and every year we run a small project 
uh, that additive manufacturing consortium voting for uh, specific um, inspection, specific part, challenging geometry and so on. And um, uh, for the last few years, our main project was related to ultrasonic inspection and um, and uh, CT or computer tomography inspection. Mm -hmm. uh, first, we investigate uh, which uh, which technique uh, technology is most sensitive for typical flaws related to additive manufacturing, and then we try to. Uh, deal with uh, complicated um, grain structure is associated sometimes with additive manufacturing parts specific for thick parts which could be four inches or more then um, for this thick parts computer tomography um, is uh, kind of reaching the limit of sensitivity and then ultrasonic technique uh, become a more uh, more more appropriate um, technique for inspection we utilize a number of advanced technologies, uh, including uh, phased array technology, but most uh, positive result we receive with uh, total focusing methods. It's a new approach for ultrasonic inspection. It's not that new anymore. Obviously, every manufacturing company as Olympus uh, deliver their instrumentation right now with capability mm -hmm. of total focusing method but um, it's still not uh, wide accepted. So what we saw, the, um, this technique gave us a number of uh, benefits specifically for additive manufacturing. So we could resolve some um, uh, small indication uh, mixed with the, with the specific grain structure that we've seen in these parts. So that's very positive. That's great. Yeah, and something that is also very nice with FMC and TFM is that it, it really opened up a, um, I want to say, you know, so many kinds of algorithms that can be done with the, the, the raw FMC, the raw data that we collect from that, and different kinds of, you know, methods to, to fire the elements differently for different applications. So it's kind of a, the, I don't know, a, a, new, a new opening for UT, I, I feel like. Absolutely, it is great technology, and uh, I love technology. Always been around uh, new, innovative technology. Was lucky enough to work with the companies who are promoting um, the new technologies. And um, I'm around uh, full metrics capture and total focusing method for a while. I guess my first introduction was in uh, um, twenty twelve or twenty fourteen. This no, year, I work uh, for company Eclipse Scientific, and uh, we developed a Gerswald inspection system, which had uh, capability of total focusing methods. So it's a great method. It's open uh, a lot of possibility, specifically for sizing and uh, flow characterization. So definitely a way to go forward. Agree. Yeah, it's a great time to be uh, in the UT manufacturing side of things. I'm. I'm having fun with that. <laughs> um, so you mentioned earlier that this is going to be the fourth consortium. And I was um, I was curious, you know, well, things that have been done before, the things that you wish is going to go the same way, um, let's say for this one, and things that you would hope or you would like to see going slightly differently and, and, and why that would be. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about the previous uh, consortiums and um, and also, you know, the, yeah, the, the difference uh, that you see with uh, going forward with this uh, new one? Yeah, wow. Uh, good questions. Um, well, I mean, I will say uh, having started the, uh, 
the uh, oil and gas one, uh, gosh, 2010, 2012 timeframe. Um, it was a stumbling going out of the gate for sure. And we learned a lot, you know, even from how to get a contract going that people would sign off on without taking you know, a year and a half, two years. <laughs> mm. So we've gotten much, much better at that. We, you know, we kind of understand what uh, companies, teams are going to be willing to sign off on. Um, and the process has gotten pretty smooth at this point as far as how we handle voting, how do we handle input. Um, but it's just more of an ongoing challenge of working with people one-on-one -on -one to make sure that uh, they're given good input. Um, because there, there's sometimes, there's some groups that are uh, tend to be real quiet in front of a group. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know, there's other groups that tend to be overly vocal. <laughs> we need input from both. And so that's where, you know, it's just the one thing we hope uh, for in any of our consortia, and this won't be any different, is that we're getting input, you know, uh, and that not one person's dominating. And so, you know, we work to uh, work around that. Sometimes we just have to call people one-on-one -on -one, uh, if they're not participating in the group meetings. Um, but um, that's the biggest thing is, you know, for people, for this consortium to be successful, it really comes down to people helping us identify important projects. Yeah. And, um, that they're willing to uh, contribute and they're going to be meaningful to their companies. Um, and, and if we have members that get that and are willing to uh, participate in that process, it goes pretty well. Um, the other challenge that we usually run into, frankly, is getting material. And mm -hmm. uh, that's that's the bottleneck. I mean, because sometimes, uh, you know, we, we're going to try and kick this off in January. And um, you know, hopefully by December, we know uh, who's going to be sending in purchase orders and contracts. And so as, as quickly as possible, we're ready to hit the ground running in January. But at that point, if, if, if we're you know, getting material or in-kind or you know, that type of thing, um, getting it delivered on time uh, really is a critical thing. Because a lot of times in some of our other consortia, we're dealing with uh, almost research-grade type stuff. And so it's not like just grab it off the shelf. And so that, that can be a challenge. And so that's something we're just going to have to, uh, you can't continually keep, keep an eye on, right? Right. I probably will add a few words about uh, a novel portion of this consortium. Uh, the first year of first um, growing period, uh, we will uh, we plan to continue our internal research and development project. And by the end of the year, we will share with all interested parties the results. So this way, um, the potential members will get the taste of what we can offer from R&D side. And we're investigating a number of technologies, a number of technique, a number of application-specific uh, tasks. So obviously, we're working towards a total focusing method and the sizing accuracy. And we're investigating a crack growth monitoring technique um, specific with different advanced ultrasonic methods and compare the results. And actually, we already uh, reported it, so article is available. So if anybody interested in this, they could search uh, crowd growth monitoring at EWI. And uh, we inspecting, um, inspecting, we investigating possibility of detection of kissing bond to something uh, very small that challenging to inspect. And we're working with stress corrosion cracking um, samples as well. So it's whole range of applications that we um, already investigating and investing our time and effort that we can share with the group. So 
first the um, potential members will appreciate uh, our capability and they could identify what is interested what is the area of interest to go forward that's how we can see it Great. Yes, I highly encourage people, uh, if you're listening, to go and, and check uh, some of the articles and studies that, uh, uh, well, I know the one that Oleg put together, very interesting. Uh, uh, crack growth was, was certainly a, a very good one as well for people who are curious about TFM. Uh, so uh, for for people who are interested in either collaborating or just knowing a bit more about this new project, um, how can we reach out to you? Do you have an email address you can give to uh, to people listening? No, it is a secret. We will not. <laughs> of course, of course, uh, you can easily reach me. I'm uh, on LinkedIn and I try to be active. That's the easiest way probably to find just Go with Oleg Wolf at EWI. It's O L E G V O L F, and uh, you can find me easily there and uh, start to uh, connect with me or through um, emails that um, uh, company emails, which is O V O L F at EWI.org. Uh, That's uh, my uh, business email. So please uh, feel free to reach me and I will answer more technical questions. Great. Well, Oleg and John, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to come on the show and to, to talk about your project. Uh, I'm really excited and looking forward to hear where this is going to go. Uh, excited to uh, to contribute as well, uh, however possible, and uh, to see the kind of development we'll see um, uh, from this initiative in our NDT field. So thank you very much for sharing with us today. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. That's all for today's show. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and that it inspired some of you to learn more on their project. Ultimately, really, the more we know collectively as an industry, the safer we can all be. And today marks roughly the one year of the Inspectech podcast. So if you're new here, check out previous episodes and subscribe to keep informed on the next ones. And if you're a regular, well, thanks for being part of this and uh, for your curiosity and interest of non-destructive testing. As usual, thank you for listening. If you found this episode inspiring, share it with a colleague or a friend or anybody that can ins be inspired by it. As always, thank you for keeping the world a safer place. Take care. Bye.